Hey, you're about to listen to Mount Spocast, a a podcast I started to help celebrate the 20th class reunion of my graduating class at Mount Spokane. I started the podcast to help raise money to start a scholarship in the name of a good friend of mine that passed away back in 2007, Nick Winterstein. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a former classmate interested in the person that's on the podcast or you're just interested in general. But I just want to tell you that this podcast is specific for the graduating class of Mount Spokane in 2002. So please enjoy this episode of Mount Spokast. Peace. What is up, Mount Spokane class of 2002? I am so excited for you to join me for the very first episode of Mount Spokast. And on the very first episode, I was able to sit down with Heather Warren, a.k.a. Heather Gardner, and talk about our time in high school together, her battle with cancer in 2020, and everything in between in the last 20 years. It was such a fun time to be able to connect with her and catch up with someone that I have not been able to really connect with in these last 20 years. So to give you a little bit of an update of how everything's going with the scholarship, as of today, May 2nd, 2022, we have raised over $3,000 for the Nick Winterstein Memorial Scholarship. That's amazing. I, I cannot believe we've hit the goal and surpassed it. And uh, I just appreciate everyone who was able to make a donation, who shared the scholarship fundraiser. I'm at a loss for words of how grateful I am and how grateful Nick's family is that we were able to raise this scholarship to go towards a graduating senior in 2022. So thank you for donating there. And I also wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with our in-person 20-year class reunion. It's going to be on June 18th, 3 to 9 p.m. at Big Barn Brewing up in Green Bluff. There will be music from 3 to 5. We have private use of the Big Barn facilities uh, with staff cleanup starting at 9 p.m. The deposit has been paid, so please Venmo Tacy as soon as you can. Her Venmo that she set up for this event is at MSHS2002. It's $15 per family. Once we get the deposit covered, we can start getting snacks, desserts, and uh, some non alcoholic beverages for the barn. Thank you so much, Tacey, for putting that on. I know you're not totally in charge of planning everything. We appreciate you for taking your time to lock down the venue. So without further ado, here is episode one of Mount Spocast with Heather Warren. Enjoy. Welcome to Mount Spocast, uh, the very first edition of our 20th class reunion retrospective. Uh, we're doing this in support of the new scholarship that our class has started, the Nick Winterstein Memorial Scholarship. And I'm sitting here with my very first guest, Heather Gardner slash Warren now. And uh, before we get into like the, the fun questions and the other questions about high school and all that stuff. What have you been up to over these last 
20 years. 20 like, years. what are you doing now today? It's wild. Um, I am a teacher I'm going on year call oh, 16, 15. Somewhere in there. Wow. You lose count after a while. Like you, you, you went to school. I went to school. Right after yeah. school. Yeah. You've been with college right after, and then you just got it. Then you just been teaching since. Been teaching ever since. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Started um, in library at Shiloh. Oh, wow. All, all the Shiloh reps here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then moved on over to where I am now. And yeah. yeah loving where, it. Is, can we say where you're at now? Uh, yeah. I'm at Brentwood. Brentwood? Yeah, elementary. Okay. I've had lots of alum, actually. Oh, alum really? kids. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Where is Brentwood over by. Like Patterson's? Yes. Yes. Walking distance. Yeah. I used to I used to play baseball. Like that was like our baseball field. Like we played there for multiple years. And uh there's so many elementary schools in the Muted School District. Mm-hmm. And or there's so many everywhere. Like just because but like I I always forgot about forgot about all the ones that were like not directly related to like close to me because I lived out in Mead and I went to Colbert. Mm-hmm. My brothers went to Meadow Ridge, but like there's a, is there a new is there a new elementary school out there too? Yeah, well, there's uh, so Prairie View that's new-ish, and then Skyline. I think that's the other. Is that the one, one. behind? I know what that is. Mead Middle School. No, that one's up on. Um, that's Creekside. That's oh, right. There's Creekside. Creekside yeah, there's yeah. several new ones. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, there's two up on the hill, and then Creekside over by. Did you want to go back and teach? Was that like yeah. something you wanted to do? I always on? did. Actually, I wanted to go back and be a high school English teacher, uh, like Mr. Inman. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was the person I like sought to be. Um, and then I got <laughs> into English classes in college and took a poetry class. I'm like, nope, I'm out. So mm. moved down to elementary ed. Elementary. Like, so yeah. what grade are you, grades are you, do you like teaching? Like, um, I taught kindergarten for 13 years. Um, and then now I'm in resource room mm. and intervention support. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 Loving it. That's, that's exciting. My, my brother's a teacher. Um, and he's actually been, he actually was in Hawaii and he ran into the principal of Mead high school oh, Funny. and he was like, Someone had told him you need to email um, the principal there, um, Naslin. Naslin, mm-hmm. and because he used to coach, I think he used to be coached by Naslin at Mount Spokane, and and actually uh, coach Na- coach Naslin. Naslin uh, coached with Nick um, uh, Winterstein. Like Nick coached like his the year he passed away, he coached my brother and was helping with the team, and but like Naslin knew about the scholarship and he thought it was. Cool and, uh, but yeah, no. Anyways, I, I just I hope my brother gets gets into to the Mead School District just because I know it's such a, a good place to work and absolutely. And it seems it seems like the teachers that get into the Mead just never leave. They don't. Yeah, it's rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before we get into the kind of the guts that I call it of the podcast, I kind of just want to like warm up and do a quick little. Uh, I, we and on the Spocast podcast, we do a hot list of our favorite things around to do around the city. But on this one, I kind of want to do more of a high school version of that, and just ask you some quick little questions about Heather and high school. Okay. Um, and I don't know if these are these are kind of dorky, but when I was putting this together with my wife, I said like. What was I doing in high school? Like, where were you hanging out? Like, where where were you hanging out in school? And who were you hanging out with? Like, if you were like, because we used to get to school early. I used to get to school early. And we'd like hang out somewhere. Where were you hanging out at at Mouse Will Can? Uh, usually um, just in the hallways. I hung out with Melissa Laws um, mm-hmm. and Lauren and Chelsea quite a bit. Um, 
And we just sit against the lockers, honestly, nothing super cool, but yeah. um, that was fun. Like we just go meet up there and sit and chill. And I feel like I, that's what most of us did. Yeah. Like I used to hang out and like by Mr. Dietz's class with like Eric Lippert, Mike Palladino, Steve Gurney, a bunch of other, uh, some other guys. And like, that's where we, that, because that's where our lockers are at. Like, I think you kind of like hung out where your lockers are at. And then I also like, we hung out sometimes like, cause like cr- cross country, I'd always be there earlier for track. And I don't like, maybe I'd hang out in the, like the, the atrium. Is that what they oh, call yeah, it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember where I was hanging out when I was in high school. She went to Ferris and I was like, that's because you had, we're like off campus. You could go off campus and you could, and you were also like had these, the old Ferris had like just a ton of hallways and like, there wasn't like a, a general hangout, like in Mount Spokane, like it was just a giant yeah, circle, circle and like, there wasn't really else. There wasn't really anywhere to go anyways. No. Like there was nothing up there. At the, like, I think we got McDonald's like when we were like seniors, I feel yep, like. And we didn't get to benefit because it was closed campus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of like eating, going like during like pause or oh, doing, yeah. going up the student store, like, what did you get? Oh, the Spunkmeyer cookies and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can still taste it. So good. That's so funny. <laughs> My other question I was going to have with this was, who owes you the most money from high school? Because oh. I have, I think I have like a running bill still with like multiple friends who I just, I was, I always was a guy who had money on me and I was always buying friends Mountain Dew and they're always like, oh, I'll get you back. Never. I don't think I ever got any money from anybody. Someone's owes me like by a hundred dollars from all the mount, Mountain Dews I bought. Them. Yeah, mine's Kelly. She still owes me money. <laughs> I don't know if I did notice. You know, they don't even have. They, they have, don't even. They used to have like the frozen cookie doughs at Costco. We mm. buy them and just eat them. But I don't know if they have those anymore. So when I was doing the tour, when I was going to Mount Spokane, and I talked to um, Josh Coward, their uh, um, one of their counselors, I, we went walk by the student store and I was like, Oh, the student store, like, what can you get here now? And like, you can't get anything that's apparently good. It's all healthy or I shouldn't say isn't good, but it's not Mountain Dew. Like (laughs) apparently they changed all the rules there with that. So I guess that's smart. I I probably made a lot more healthy choices when I was in high school. Favorite teacher, maybe favorite class. Oh boy. Mr. and Mr. Strand, pretty close. Mm. Yeah. I loved pottery. And then I loved just not necessarily English, but I loved listening to Mr. Inman just talk mm. about life and all that he used to do and the yeah. protests from the 70s. And, yeah. You know, that was all pretty cool. I took one class from Inman. Um, I, I think my senior year, I took Greek mythology. Yeah. And what were you doing on a Friday night in high school? Oh, boy. I'm not sure I should disclose what I should do <laughs> on a Friday night in high school. <laughs> uh, I was with Kelly and we were doing nothing good. Wow. <laughs> Uh, or Melissa Laws or Lauren. Yeah. I was trying to think. I probably, I probably wasn't ever doing anything fun on high. Like I was probably hanging out with my friends, Mike and Steve and playing video games. And I'd probably go to like, I guess Friday nights were sometimes reserved for like football games yeah. and basketball games and stuff like that. But like, but when I started running cross country and like Friday nights were usually like the night before like a meet or I was traveling for a meet or I don't really like, I definitely wasn't doing anything that fun. So (laughs) (laughs) I probably shouldn't have been because yeah, weekends were hockey tournament travel days. Right. So it's like, Ooh, but yeah, you played a lot of, you played a ton of hot. You mean you, you still play hockey, right? Oh yeah. 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 The old timers, you know, Um, old man league, not the old timers because they're actually really good. Do you have like a most memorable, like high school moment? Anything that, Oh boy, that's tricky. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. I think like the choir trips, like those were always eventful. Mm. Senior skip day, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Nothing like stands out, I guess. I got me. one. Yeah. When I spiked the punch bowl in uh, French class. I probably shouldn't talk about that. What? <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have had an accomplice, but we did it. Like yeah. when we were a freshman in high school? Um, it might have been sophomores then. Oh, okay. It might have been year two. I wasn't... I, I got really good grades, but I definitely pushed the limits. Man, I I feel like I, I was such a goody two-shoe in high school. I never did anything. Like, I was a good Christian. I was a good Christian boy. Like, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. And, like, everyone that was doing it, like, I was either... It was oblivious to like I would never have known you were, were, were drinking in high school, Heather. Uh, I don't think I ever even had the option. Like it never even came up when I was when I was at Mount Spokane. And finally, the last question. I think this is pretty appropriate for you. Uh, high school crush. Oh yeah, <laughs> married him. Done. Uh, that's yeah, <laughs> that is. How funny. long have you and Josh, so you you and Josh got married? When what year did you guys get married? We got married in uh, 2007. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you dated at the end of high school? Or yeah, we you... dated all through. Like we uh, split a little bit when I went to college mm. um, in okay. Chicago. Um, and then when I came back, we got back together. Oh, okay. And, yep. So, I mean, but you've, that means you guys have been together for almost 20 years. A really I mean, long time. A really, really yep. long time. Yeah. <laughs> me and my, me and Abby, my wife, we just celebrated our 20th, uh, like dating anniversary this year. And I was, and then I think, yeah, and it just, then it was like all coming around. Like I was just like, oh, our 20th reunion. I was like, I had been talking with Rob Hernevich about our 20th reunion. And like, I'm like, you're the president, dude. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of came out of that. I was just like, you know what? I want to do this podcast. And because it's just all I know how to do. Um, and I was like, and Mount Spokast just came off the, this. It's just my, it's my company. And I was just like, this seems like something that'd be fun to do. I'm not sure where to start when we get into the guts. Like, and mm -hmm. so the first question that I kind of was going with was how would you describe yourself when you were in high school? Like oh, who boy. was, who was Heather Gardner? Like, in my mind, you were just really nice. You were always very friendly. And to me, and I, and I, I wouldn't say I knew you like that well, but I knew Josh, like yeah. Josh ran cross country and I had known Josh just through multiple friends um, and through, uh, man, Ryan, um, yeah, Ryan, Ryan yeah. from, I went, yeah, he's in London now. Yeah. yeah he's in London. I yeah. actually, me and him actually communicate cause we were really good friends in like sixth grade. We were in the same sixth grade class at Colbert and somehow we just like connected through social media like years ago. And we still like every once in a while message back and forth. And I always forget that like my connection with Josh was through, through him because we would play we'd all get together either in my cul-de-sac or in his street and we'd play hockey because i feel like josh moved to spokane like in, in at the end of elementary maybe yeah yep he was out in the valley and then they moved but i think it was sixth grade okay yeah, yeah. yep that and makes went sense to colbert mm -hmm. yeah that's funny yeah we used to be like the three kids who'd wear hockey jerseys right me ryan and josh yeah in middle school yeah uh, we were pretty cool <laughs> where did you go to elementary at i was at shiloh he was at shiloh mm -hmm. okay yeah. Uh, so yeah, how would you describe yourself yeah. in high school? Uh, I hope I'm mostly friendly. Um, <laughs> I think there were definitely times where I wasn't, but um, I don't know. I just tried to enjoy the moments and, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I tried to actually rebel, but like in a healthy way against like everything in high school. I was mm -hmm. always that kid who was like, I'm not going to be a statistic, but that in and of itself is a statistic. Right. Statistic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I just 
hung out with everybody, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't did, did you did you do sports in high school? I mean, I know you played hockey, but did you do any high school sports or did Um, I don't know if I say I would was good at any sports in high school. Like I was on like softball team, okay. um, but I was mostly just for social hour mm-hmm. and pole vaulting and track. Yeah. Was okay. not very good. But yeah. you know, you made varsity because there were like four of us. Right. You know? <laughs> Amy was like the only good one. Um and the rest of us hung out. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then hockey, but yeah. Yeah. I always tell this to people that it, like high school is such a weird like moment in your life. Like you, it's four years of your life. And at the time, well, I think this is everyone, but at the time when you're going through school, like it's always that grade is the most important time of your life. But then when you get into high school, like there's always this heightened sense that like, this is who I am as a person for the rest of my life. Cause I, cause maybe it's movies or it's culture or whatever. Like we just think of this time as, and I always think like, like after this, this is like, this is as good as it gets. And yeah. as I've grown up, I've realized like, it's literally four years of my life that like, doesn't really define me at all. And really is just like years that like, I met really good friends and met my wife and learned some life lessons. But like, really like, I mean, I think most of my personalities came through just life after high school. Like yeah. I definitely was like, I definitely think there is like some, there are some building blocks there, but like I was a terrible student. I graduated high school with a 2.1 GPA. I couldn't get into any colleges. I tried to get into central to go be with my, be with Abby and they wouldn't let me in. And, Shoot. and w- once I couldn't get into a four year school, I tried doing like the f- community college. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going to go and work in a, a manufacturing plant. And I worked in a manufacturing plant and was like, I don't think this is for me either. I feel like I wanted my life to be based or like based around what, what I was like in high school, but it's just like not, it's not a real thing. I feel no, like. I think there's a lot of pressure though. Like what you're saying, like hundred yeah. percent, like who you are developing into in high school is who you are, but yeah. really that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, keep going, keep on going on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I probably knew this at one point, but like, so after high school, you, what you went to college in Chicago? Yes, yeah, yeah. I actually got a grant because it's a D three school okay. to go play collegiate hockey. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I made like fourth line. It was mm. a great eye opening experience about how terrible I was, and then um, got real homesick and came back. Yeah. Mm. How long were you yeah. away for? I was only gone for a semester. Oh wow! Yeah, because I was mm. like fourth line. F this, I'm out. Yeah. So. <laughs> What school is it? Lake Forest. Okay. Yeah. It was is, real cold. It was real cold. Is that, is that outside Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we'd ride the train in and put wow. around Chicago. That's cool. I lived in Chicago for like a year in elementary. Like, and like we moved away from Spokane when I was like in fourth grade and moved to Chicago for a year because we wanted to be closer to our family in the Midwest. And then we're like, so after, so you did you, you came back to Spokane. Yeah. Did you go to school? Did you just go? Yeah, I transferred over to Eastern. Eastern. Okay. Yep, yep. And then um, actually met up with Kelly again. Mm-hmm. Um, we were neighbors in the dorm room. And Bridget. And Then you become a teacher. Yep. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Went back to my old stomping grounds and uh, did my student teaching at Shiloh and then got hired on that year after. Mm. So pretty lucky. Back when teaching jobs were hard to find. I want to get into a little bit about what happened with you? Cause I don't really know the story about your diagnosis and um, being a cancer survivor. Cause I know it's really important to, to you, but like, when did that happen? 
Um, I was diagnosed in January of 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. like right before shutdown. Yeah. Um, yep. I found it myself and went in and my um, doctor who I adore um, was kind of like, no, I think you're fine. But since you're worried, like we'll send you in. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, after test, after test, after test. Yep. Wow. Yep. So stage one, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Multifocal breast cancer. It was, so. Oh, so it was breast cancer. Yep. Wow. Yep. How did you... Did you, was it just like a lump yeah. thing? Like you yeah. were just like, I do self exams, you self exams, promote. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Found it myself. Yeah. That's interesting because you can't get screened as, I mean, you can't like, if you, you can't just go get screened as like no. until you're, I think like 40, 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause my wife, my, my wife's um, mother got breast, breast cancer when she was in her early fifties. And I, I feel like she's, my wife's been nervous, not nervous, but like, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, got to keep an eye out. So that happened during COVID. Yeah. Like right before. So COVID, like you kind of heard about it, you know, a little bit like, Mm -hmm. you know, illness going around and, um, I got diagnosed and they want to get me in right away, but we had actually planned a trip to Hawaii for spring break. And Mm. so, um, our doctors let us go. Yeah. Um, and so we went to Hawaii and just celebrated every second, not knowing how intense it was going to be treatment and all that. Um, we had zero plans yet. Um, I knew I was doing surgery, but that's about it. Um, and then when we got back, that's when everything shut down. Okay. Yeah. The first COVID hit Hawaii and things got a little crazy. What was that like to, what was the, what was your, what was the reaction? What was your initial reaction to finding out that you had cancer? Um, a lot of naughty words, um, I think came out of my mouth. Um, and then, you know, you go to your kids, like, you know, I've got two, two beautiful children Mm -hmm. and you immediately, at least I did, like I panicked, like what happens if they lose Mm. their mom? So what am I going to do to make sure that doesn't happen? Yeah. Yeah. And And then how do I protect everybody around me? Yeah. What's next? That's, that's scary to, I imagine to, to deal with, like, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine like what that would feel like. Yeah, it like, was terrifying. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your kids. You have two children. Like, how, mm-hmm. old, how old are they? Yeah. Uh, my son is 11. He's a fifth grader. So oh, yeah. moving on up to middle school next year. Oh, nice. And then um, Hattie, she is six and in kindergarten. Mm. Yeah. They're both with me this year, which is fun and hard at the same time. <laughs> right. So, oh, so she's in, kin- you said she's in kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Wow. My kids are in kindergarten and it's just, it's a blast to like just see them grow so quickly through learn so like much. learn so much like my wa- daughter literally went from they both have but like my daughter has gone from like being able to to not read at all like not read yeah. at all now she can read chapter books yeah. like she's gone it's gone from zero to like 60 links a little bit behind not behind but he's a little behind her like mm-hmm. but uh i think that's typical for boys but um but when you were going through this so like you were dealing with this and going through covid yeah and now that i'm thinking about it like it i now kind of remember like seeing it on social media because i think at that same time um i was doing the spokane be running um stuff and i think you guys bought shirts from us yep we from did. me and yep. uh supported that so thank you for yeah, that 100 yeah that must have been right when you were going through all that it was um, yeah i was lucky enough to well I, in my mind like so when we figured out i had to do surgery chemo and radiation right yeah so um in my mind i'm like okay i know my group my people who are going to come to chemo with me because mm-hmm. you can have tons of people yeah. um like five or more or whatever but then COVID hit and you're like nope you're down to one so that kind of 
changed my game plan. Mm. Um, yeah, but at least I, I at least got someone to come with me every time. And yeah. then after I was done, yeah. then they shut it out completely. Like oh, really? no one could go no one could Yeah, go. unless you, you know, were super frail, um, mm-hmm. in your health, um, or had a disability of another kind. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, you were out. You're all by yourself. How, so stage one, that's, I don't really know the stages, but that's pretty. It's pretty early on. Yeah. So stage zero is like, you know, like it's mostly preventative. Like you um, might have some signs, but you don't have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then stage one is the next. So it's based on tumor size. Oh, okay. So your tumor has to be less than a certain amount. Um, And I'm blanking on the number, but I had three tumors, but they were all smaller than Mm. the next stage up. Yeah. Yeah. So you went through, so you went through all of this. What was going, like, how long did that last? Like the, the process of going through the, like, just chemo for like a couple months. Yeah, I had, um, I was, I'm lucky enough and no one's lucky to go through cancer, but I, um, had four sessions of chemo. Mm. Um, yeah. And it was like one every three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then moved into, I got a little break. Like they let your body kind of recoup because yeah. it's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and then started radiation and radiation ended right before I was, went back to school okay. um, in the fall. Yeah. So yeah. I was done like literally the week before school started. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. You're just like jumping right back into school through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. I actually taught online all through chemo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a job partner, which was nice. So my chemo weeks I was out and she would take over. But oh, nice. Yeah. It was helpful. Yeah. And then, so like. That so after going through radiation, when do you get like a, a clear for when did you when did you when did that happen? Um, I don't know if I've ever been cleared oh, okay. necessarily yet. Yeah. Like I've had um, my blood work's all been good. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had a full body scan yet. Okay. So I'm two years out, right? So yeah. um, I'm not sure. They yeah. say the five year mark, so the I just keep five, on just, <laughs> keep on hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? Like how, how, how has it changed your life? Like how, like, do you try, like, I always imagine like it has to be this, I mean, obviously it's a life changing event, but like, does it just change your perspective on how you approach day to day things now? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I no longer, I mean, it sounds cliche, but you don't take things for granted anymore. Like I, um, I'm thankful to get up. I'm thankful to go work out. I'm thankful for yeah. Even when my kids are fighting and I want to just, you know, bang my <laughs> head against the wall. Like, right. It's still, I'm here. And um, that's something to be grateful for. And I'm, I'm honored to just be alive, to be that's, quite honest. So, yeah. I'm happy that it's been a good, I mean, I should say a good experience, but like, but it seems like it's been a positive one. Yeah. I um, went into cancer really wanting to fight against all the doom and gloom, right? Because there's so much there's yeah. uh, cancer is so heavy. Um, and I went into it wanting to protect all my people, um, mm-hmm. from my pain. Um, and it was humbling because a lot of them wouldn't let me, which was good for me. Yeah. Um, you know, like once you're a caregiver or caretaker, you always have that mentality, but I don't know, just going into it hoping to focus on the positives and yeah. everyone let me and you have your hard days and everyone had knew I had my hard days, but I also wanted to share it. So yeah. if you um, were on my social media, like I shared yeah. um, all the ups and downs, because I don't think there was enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to give a pretty open, clear picture about what, you know, what you're going through. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I think it's easy on social media to like paint like a 
perfect picture yeah. of everything that you're going on and going through in life. And I, and I think, and I really admire people who will share the, the hard parts of it because it's definitely, it's not easy to put yourself out there and, and share that with everyone because I'm not really sure to go where to go from there. Um, <laughs> I know cancer's a deep one to come out of. Yeah, it is, a, it is a deep one to come out of. It's just, uh, I mean, it gives me perspective. It just, I think of, I think of Nick a lot. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, you know, I don't really know too much about Nick's diagnosis. I, I was around, like, it was a weird time and not a weird time, but it was just a, a young time in our lives. Like mm-hmm. it's 2000 and I think his first diagnosis was like in, 2005 around that time or maybe a little bit after that but like we were all like he was getting like he got married I got married we we're all having being young and married and not really and it was be it was like pre-social media so you don't really know like it wasn't pre-social like myspace existed but like you just yeah. didn't really know what was going on in people's lives and like and I was so enveloped in what I was doing that like I didn't really pay attention I think of Nick a lot and think about how he lived the end of his life. And I, I wish I could have, yeah. like, I wish I could have been there with him. There with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, um, sorry. No, no, not at all. You know, I spin with his sister. Oh, you um, do? Yeah. Which I didn't make the connection for a really, really long time. Cause <laughs> I just like, when I go to work out, I'm just like oblivious to all things. Yeah. Um, and then when my cancer diagnosis hit, you know, mm. um, the, support that what came from that community was huge um and then i just finally like connected her last name and i was like oh god that's nick's sister like never just even thought about it but she's a teacher isn't she yeah she's a teacher yeah she's hilarious yeah um super cool yeah she's up at um highland now i think oh she's in middle i mean she's in in middle school mid school district too yep wow yeah Um, full circle right there that is fun totally um when did you make that connection? Did you? Gall, it was honestly, um, and I I've never even talked to her about it, so yeah, that'll be oh. fun. But um, it was honestly just sometime through my treatment. Like, I finally looked at her name. Like, she, like, Facebooked me or whatever. Mm. And I just looked at her, and I was like, oh, Winterstein. Like, I wonder if that's the connection. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, gosh, it is. That's his sister. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I just, I want to, I was going to ask about moments of your life that you're the most, like, this last 20 years since high school is... It's a long time. Like, long I, time. it feels like it doesn't feel like that long ago. Like, I don't feel like I'm 38 years old. I don't feel like I should be celebrating my 20th right? class reunion. But like, what has been like in these last 20 years been your most proud moment? Um, Other than, you know, my kids, of course, yeah. like, you know, and teaching mm-hmm. and all that. Um, That's a tricky one. I, um... I think I'm really proud of like the friendships I've created and the ones that have lasted, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's been really nice to continue to be with Kelly. You know, we've mm-hmm. been together since elementary school, so she's like my sister. Um, but just the way we can support each other and, you know, I mean, yeah. those are the friendships that, you know, matter and, yeah. um, I still see Sheena. She actually helped me with my biopsy, which was, oh, wow. you know, a fun connection. Like, yeah. I was thankful for her right there. Yeah. Um, but just those people that you continue to see and um, grow old with. Yeah. Like, it's really fun. Um, you you have, like, a really... I remember that about, like, you had a really close-knit group mm-hmm. of friends. And, like, you're still very, like, close-knit with, like, a lot of those. A lot of l- them. A lot of them. That's... I think that's so important to, like, have. Like, I... I 
I don't have it that much with anyone anymore. Like from high school, like the, my best, I mean, my best friend in high school was Mike Palladino and me and Mike Palladino are still, I would say best friends. We see each other, you know, we don't see each other as much as we, I'd like to see, see each other. But like whenever we get together there, you, you just don't have that feeling with anyone mm-hmm. else. Like I, cause you just have that, that history is just so important. Like I can make friends now and like have these really good connections but like it's so different having that friend that like i can just invite mike over for dinner at my house on a saturday night and we don't do anything but sit on our kitchen island and talk about life yeah and like and and like i just don't have that with many people anymore and i think it's really cool that you're your friends with like so many people that you so went to high school. Still, yeah. 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 It's uh it's a gift for sure. Yeah. I still see Melissa, you know, like that's, yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. I am thankful for those. Have you gone in, have you done like trips with them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kelly yeah. and I do a lot of trips. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's pretty fun. Last one we did, uh, where'd we go? We went to Nelly in Bozeman. So yeah. There, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a show. Uh-huh. I was going to ask, was- <laughs> one of the, one of the hottest questions I forgot to ask was, uh, what, what song reminds you oh, of high yeah. school? And I was like, Nelly was such Nelly, a, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Getting I'm, hot in her. Mm-hmm. Josh would burn me CDs <laughs> and he would burn, like he would burn me he, I think he burnt me Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he would, I just remember getting, like, always getting CDs from Josh. I would, like, he, I don't know if he was, like, doing it for everyone, but, like, I just, we, some, I don't know if I paid him or what, whatever it was, but I just, like, I remember, like, him always just slinging CDs, like, in, on the cross-country bus. It's, that's so funny. So funny. Like, but I, I think I definitely had, like, definitely Nelly and stuff like that but that's so funny yeah um is there anything I think we kind of talked about this a little bit about shaping what you like what did you take away from your time in high school that like shaped who you are today for me like for example is I my senior year I decided you know what I'm I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want like I wasn't happy with what I was doing in high school I liked that I was a part of like a cross country team. I w- it wasn't enough. And so I started doing debate. I did, I decided not to do track and did the school play. I decided to start actually putting myself out there for, to, to girls. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if I, and a lot of girls rejected me and, but like one didn't, and it kind of just worked out that way that she became my wife. I want to do the commencement speech, but I, I always say like they wouldn't let me do it because I had a 2.1 GPA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Or maybe it's because I did a, a speech about carpe diem. <laughs> like the, so funny. Yeah. My point is that like, I think something I did teach myself was like seizing the day and really taking advantage of like, you know what, I'm just going to like do what I want and, and stop trying to be someone that people want me to be something about myself was like, I really wanted to like prove to people that I was this good Christian, which was, it wasn't really who I was. Yeah. I feel like that's what I learned. It was like, I really learned at the end of my time in Mount Spokane or in high school that I could, that I needed to put myself out there. And I think that's my biggest takeaway. That was an important lesson. And it's kind of shaped me today. Um, good, bad, and different. Um, I had a lot of trust issues in high school, so I didn't always make the best decisions, mm. right? Like outside of outside of the building. Um, I got pretty rowdy sometimes. And I think just learning 
going through all that taught me that um, like it's important to have people around you you trust mm-hmm. um, to not take that for granted to yeah. be aware of your surroundings at all times mm. um, you know some of that safety stuff yeah. um, I definitely learned in high school which I'm thankful for because I'm moving to you know north of Chicago yeah. I mean it was a little intense and then college on your own you know mm-hmm. uh, again not some of the greatest decisions ever that right. I've made but um, I think just making sure, and I still do, I still always know my surroundings. I still always have people who I trust and, yeah. you know, who got your back, like in whatever situation that could come up. Of course. Um, that's probably a little heavier than you wanted, but um. <laughs> no, it's great. No, it, 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 it's true. Like you, it, it is an important time in our life that does shape us to yeah. who we are today. Like, and I think, cause we're, you're learning so much and you're kind of like, lack of better terms it's 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 practice for becoming an adult 100 percent. and i do think that some of the decisions you make in high school do will reflect on you later in life and like will shape who you are that is important to learn about trust and surrounding your people yourself with people that that you can trust because i mean i could definitely think of a lot of people who probably didn't do that and that's very you know mature thing to learn too (laughs) yeah i mean that might have been my most mature moment in high school i don't know like (laughs) it's a good time yeah we had fun going back to like the next the the 20 year theme what is something that you want to accomplish in the next 20 years oh boy well for like professionally i'm gonna go back i think and get another degree um so i want to end up becoming like a bi consultant like working with students who Mm you know, have behaviors for whatever reason, anxiety, a disability, um, but negatively impacts, you know, how they're seen and how, um, they can interact with their peers at school. For sure. Um, so that's a big passion of mine. Um, and always has been. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm finally ready to go back and, um, at least get an, another master's, which seems so crazy to me. I'm like, I don't more school loans. Like I (laughs) those now, but um, possibly go further, you know, um, and then just enjoy, like we got a camper. I mean, just like the little things, you yeah, know what I mean? Like just make memories sure. with my kids mm-hmm. and my family and yeah, you know, Does, uh, go yeah. camp in a bunch. And like getting into like what you want to do m- more about like with school, like how much has school changed? Like in terms of like recognizing that in children, like what, wh- like, what do you say? Like what do you call it? BI, a behavioral mm-hmm. behavior interventionist. Like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and I think like when we were in like little, like I remember in third grade, there was one student, you know, who would like, tra- like literally trapped in the corner. Like the teacher yeah. like barricaded him back there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he used to like, he used to be so mad and he would just chuck stuff at us like all the time. And I, that's just embedded in me. Right. Mm. Um, and then, you know, like, you didn't have very many students who showed struggle or right. they, but they weren't necessarily like allowed in the classroom either. Right. right. Um, like inclusion wasn't really mm. a hot thing. It yeah. was, you know, like, like segregate and let's put all these pockets of people together. Um, mm-hmm. which of course doesn't work. So, yeah. or is appropriate. Right. So working with students who might be explosive at times, like the kids, you know, who throw things, yeah. um, who, might be working through something really traumatic and they don't have the words to talk about it. Hmm. So they're physically aggressive or verbally assaultive or hide. You know, I've had several students who like literally will hide in the smallest place they can Hmm. um, because that's all they know on how to be safe. Right. Right. And so 
my hope is to work with more of those students and their teachers and um, their peers on how, what does it mean? What does it look like when these students are doing these behaviors? Because I think they're just gonna become more prevalent, right? Like yeah. we grew up in a world where we could use our words, like most of us trusted our parents. We might not have disclosed everything, right? But at least we we had a family who mm-hmm. we could talk to to some capacity, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, dynamics are changing and things all around us are changing. Yeah. So it's how do you provide that safe environment and protection for those students and yeah. build trust and all that. How did you like you went from being a kindergarten teacher doing yeah. more behavioral stuff? Like what was the change? Like what what struck you to, to, to go go that route? Um, I've always loved working with students um, who others found challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is the principal at Juvie. Um, so I actually started there with him during the summers after I got my teaching degree. So I'd worked at Juvie and SAC school, um, working with some of those students that everybody labels and no Mm. one really gives a chance. Right. Yeah. And so, um, it just opened my eyes to how unfair and unjust, you know, things can be. And these kids are just dealt a really shitty hand and they're doing everything they can to survive. And do I condone some of their behaviors? Of course not. Right. But it's, you know, what do you do to help support instead of continue to push away? Right. Um, and so then when I started teaching, um, in public schools, it was similar. Like I wanted all the babes. I wanted all those kids in my room. So, um, anyone who, you know, needed to find their path, um, I kind of would hoard, um, and take over. And then I became, um, a partner with all of our school counselors and, you know, how do I help this student and mm. was on all like the behavior teams or PBIS or whatever, yeah. you know, it was then. So, and then COVID hit. And so we could only have two kindergarten classrooms instead of four. Mm. And I volunteered to bump on over and yeah, have some principals who really yeah. see the vision and support it. And you know. So you were doing the behavioral stuff like remote too during COVID? Or? I was in kindergarten and COVID, but Mead went back full time, like face to face. Oh, that's right. In the fall. Yeah. The we fall. were like one of the only districts in the state. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went back and took on okay. uh, resource and yeah. behavior support. Yeah. 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 And then just stayed. And year. like a lot of, the, I because I know my brother was, because he was behavioral too, like those kids had to go, like that had to, but like doing remote learning for yeah. It's just like, I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> That's so important to do. That's amazing that you're like, are you just a naturally an empath like with kids? Empathetic? I, th- I think a little bit. Yeah. I'm people who know me probably could answer that better. Right. But, <laughs> um, you know, my, uh, one of my brothers, you know, struggled, you know, in school too. And mm-hmm. I think just wanting to, to be the person that those kids didn't have. Right. Yeah. Like just, um, and even a support for parents, you know, yeah. it's, you know, I've got one particular family in mind and their babe came from, you know, pretty traumatic, you know, life mm. before. And, yeah. um, kids don't always have the words to express their feelings. And some people take that very personally and it's just teaching and showing and modeling that you can build trust and it takes time and that's okay. And yeah. this kid might call you every word that <laughs> they know. And some of them aren't great, but um, or attack you, but they're not really attacking you. Yeah. They are attacking what they're scared of, Yeah, you know, or mm-hmm. what, um, I don't know what they view as hurtful, but yeah. it's just, it's teaching them that that's okay. And once you gain a kid's trust, like kind of like that face that you're talking about with your son, yeah. you know, when he lights up, it's 
when you connect with a kid who others find challenging, I mean, there's nothing like yeah. it. It's, you know, it's, I was going to say, like, imagine having a breakthrough with a child like that. Like, I imagine it just feels so good. <laughs> it does. It's yeah, it's everything. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So I guess we'll get to the last question. If you go back and tell Heather back in 2002 something, what would you tell her? Yeah, I think just to keep fighting, you know, like I went to college and you know, I mean, like we all do or go do our life experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are a couple of people who or situations that might come up and get in your way. Like if I go back to hockey, like I kind of wish I would have dug in a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so intimidated. I got there, you know, like coming from Spokane, like you look pretty good here. But I'm like, then you go <laughs> to a right. big city. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's just not letting other people deter you or mm-hmm. stop you in your tracks. You know, like yeah. just keep going because yeah. it's your own journey. You for know, sure. not letting other people knock you down. I, lo- I love that. Um, well, thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you for hanging in there with me and uh, letting it get a little awkward. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it's real I, life. Here we go. No, for so sure. Fun. I would just thank you so much for being a part of this and being on the show and uh, I'm looking forward to, to catching up. Are you going to be at the, are you going oh, yeah. to, are you going to we'll be at be the, there. Yep. Big, be barn. big barn? Yeah. Um, I love that we're going there. Yeah. You know, I hang out with Dietz and mm, so cool. It is cool. I, it is. I love going up there and talking with him and he, he has such a important place in my life just because he really instilled in me the, the love of running, which mm-hmm. I, if I had not have done cross country in high school, I don't know. I don't know where I would be right now. Like, cause I, I still run to this day and I, was never planning on ever being a runner in until I was a, a sophomore in high school. So I, uh, yeah, he Dietz is and his family is just, they're amazing. And yeah. what they're doing up there is really cool. It is really cool. They've really built something really, really cool at um, big barn. And I really do appreciate you being the first one. So Absolutely. thank you, Thanks Heather. Me. All right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>